Time for the Tom Sumner Program. The Tom Sumner Program is a live variety show with music, comedy and special guest interviews every Monday through Friday. Oh, it's always a pleasure to be with you, John. You know that. Yay, Tom! I love it in Flint! You're very astute, Tom. Have an easy question. I'll debate Andy Dillon on your show. Well, uh, that's a very good question. Uh, Hello, darling. This is Elvira, Mistress of the Dark, with Tom Sumner. I'm all right, Tom. How are you? Lucky Ciao, Tom. How are you today? That's a good question. <laughs> Hi, this is actor, comedian Jonah Pody, and you're listening to the Tom Snyder, uh, Tom Smothers. Uh, I mean, I'm sorry, what's his name? Oh, Sumner. The Tom Sumner Program. Good morning, Tom. How are you doing? Hey, at least I got the Tom part right. Stay tuned, because it's on now. The Tom Sumner Program. COVID-19 is the biggest health crisis in our lifetime. We're working around the clock with doctors and hospitals to stop it, but we need your help. Even if you don't feel sick, you could be carrying it. And just one person with the virus can infect another 40, who then infect thousands more. So I've issued an executive order requiring everyone to stay home to help limit the spread of the virus. Let's protect the people we love. Stay home and stay safe. Hi, this is Gretchen Whitmer, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. We have our people going to set up at an army base. We can't tell you exactly where for security reasons. We're going to speak to some of the men who are billeted at the base. Sir, may we speak to you? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, sure you uh, can. What do you want to say? Say it fast. Okay. We have our tape recorder set up at an army base. We can't tell you exactly where for security reasons. We're going to speak to some of the men who are billeted at the base. Sir, may we speak to you? Yeah, sure. Go ahead. Yeah, sure you uh, can. What do you want to say? Say it fast. Don't catch us. Uh, sir, we were not going to say anything that will be against security. Uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Sure. What do you do here at the base, sir? I'm an astronaut. Uh, are you, are you, sir, one of the seven astronauts who have been chosen? That's right. I'm one of the seven. They're going to shoot me out into, into space, into the blue. Now, wait Up above buildings. <laughs> now, sir, just one moment. One moment. Uh-huh, uh-huh. uh-huh. I, I sure. seem to have... I'm a little nervous. I'm afraid I'm going to lose my life. That's why I'm <laughs> well, Sir, may I ask you something? Sure. I saw the pictures of the seven astronauts that appeared in Life oh, magazine. Oh, yeah, you saw those pictures, yeah. You are not among them. None of them are them. I <laughs> mean, those are not the real... No, those are models. You see, they... They can't take pictures of us. We're monkeys, man. What do you mean you're monkeys? Well, let me explain something. Those are seven handsome men. They're seven beautiful men. In life As a matter of fact, one of them is very beautiful. Now, those seven guys, they're models, see? You mean they're not really no, flyers? No, they're not really flyers. They're models. They say Commander Robert L. Jones. That's not Commander Robert L. Jones. You are? That's Estelle Winwood. God knows who he is. <laughs> who knows who he is? You mean, but they're uh, models. See, they're beautiful. They take pictures of them so that we're not ashamed for Russia to show such ugly little astronauts. You're not a very good-looking man. No, it? I'm a monkey. I'm very close. I'll tell you why. I was cleaning the latrine here at the base, see? Oh. And the general came in to, to wash his hands, see? Yeah. And he looked at me and he said, you know, you look like a monkey. 
I said, thank you, sir. That's what you say to them when they insult you, see? Otherwise, now, how do you... Otherwise, they stick their fingers in your nose and rip it off your face. They're tough. That's how you get to be a general. You're cruel and you're tough. Now, you sir, know what general pulled my tooth out once in a parade ground? Stuck his hand in my mouth. Said, <laughs> said here's your tooth, son. Whack! And pulled it out of my mouth. You know why? why? Because I giggled. <laughs> you don't giggle when a four-star general goes. Now, sir, now, when are you going up into space? Uh, Thursday. Oh, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have told you that. Why not? Well, that's supposed to be a military secret. Oh, well... Uh, forget I said it. Tuesday. Say Tuesday. Tuesday. We're going up Tuesday. You're going up Tuesday. We're going up to space Tuesday, Tuesday right? Yeah. Tuesday about 4 o'clock. Yeah. Actually, it's Thursday. Fine. <laughs> well, sir, I don't think I should be hearing all this. Well, that's all right. I'm going to die anyway. I don't care. Sir, are you... You really... I haven't got a chance. <laughs> It's very cold up there. Man. Have you ever been up on a test run? Yes, they have a machine here at the base, see? And they strap you in the machine and they whirl you around for about uh, three or four minutes. That's all you can take. And then you puke your guts out. <laughs> it's a terrible machine, see? I it's a th- great machine. I puke my guts out. <laughs> I can't take it. I'm, I'm nauseated three out of four hours in the day, in your 24-hour cycle. I had to learn all that. Yes. I had to learn the cycle of the moon and sun. Do you know that the Earth does not revolve around the sun? Wait a minute. I, it does. Wait, it does, yeah. It does. Yeah, wait. The moon doesn't revolve no, around the, the sun. No, sir. Does. Wait a minute. We all revolve around the sun. Now, I'm a little disturbed. 16 out of 19 people revolve around the sun. Sir, I'm a little disturbed that they're sending you up to well, be the first man in space. You don't seem... You seem ill-equipped to be an astronaut. What do you mean? I got gloves and everything. <laughs> I mean... I mean intellectual. I've got a heavy fur hat. I mean, it's got goggles and everything. Excuse me, now I've got to get in the machine and puke my guts out. Wonderful working with you. So long. You This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. And welcome back, everybody, as we continue to look at. Uh, candidates running in the August primary we have coming up in just about two minutes or so uh, my conversation with the challenger Uh, I want to say thanks again to the Genesee County Clerk uh, Register John Gleason who was my guest last hour he is uh, he is facing a challenge in the August primary from Renee Watson and and she'll join me by phone here in just a couple of minutes but I opened this hour up with uh, uh, just a little snippet from uh, Mel Brooks and uh, Carl Reiner, um, and I just just saw some sad news online, and I'll uh, in the days to come I'll I'll address it uh, a little more thoroughly because um, I saw that uh, Carl Reiner passed away last night at age 98. I haven't even had a chance to read the story yet, but I, as a as a hat tip to uh, Carl Reiner, who is probably one of my favorite guests on this show of all time. I've played that interview many times. I, I got a chance to uh, talk with Carl Reiner for about an hour about his legendary career from work on the uh, Sid Caesar show to creating the Dick Van Dyke show and and playing Alan Brady on that show to his uh, appearances on... Uh, oh, shoot, he was on... Uh, he played a recurring role on Two and a Half Men. He was in the the reboot of the 
Ocean's Eleven movies and the subsequent sequels to that. Um, phenomenal career and, and a very interesting and warm and friendly person. Also father to Rob Reiner, who has a certain amount of success uh, associated with his name as well. But we'll do a whole remembrance of Carl Reiner coming up in the, in the uh, days to come as I can uh, get to it. But right now we'll get back on track with today's show and um, my conversation with uh, Genesee County Clerk Register candidate. She is a Democrat. Um, Renee Watson is next. And welcome back, everybody. My uh, guest this hour is uh, a candidate uh, in the August primary. Um, as we've been uh, trying to get to know as many of the candidates in the August primary as we possibly can by looking at some of the different races that have a contest, which simply means there's more than one person running in the primary. This happens to be the Democratic primary for Genesee County Clerk, and challenging the incumbent um, is Renee Watson, who is joining me by phone. Renee's been on the show before. Renee, welcome uh, back to the show. Well, thank you for having me, Tom. I appreciate it. Um, Renee, this is not the first time that you've run for political office. Is it very different this time because of uh, COVID-19? You know, yes, it, it is a little different. Um, we're not able to go door-to-door, which is one of my favorite things to do, and meet face-to-face with people and listen to some of their concerns and thoughts that they have. Um, so that is the big difference. Um, so finding new ways to campaign and, and get the word out, sharing, you know, what office you're running for and, and why you're running, which is still very, very important. So, you know, that's the similarity between previous offices that I have run for, um, just making sure that the people know who you are um, and why you're running is so important. Well, let's uh, <laughs> let's let's uh, follow up on that. Um, and thanks for teeing that up for me, Renee. Um, let's find out who you are and why you're running. Um, this is not the first uh, office that you've run for, as I as I mentioned. Um, but why this office um, this time around? You know, um, yes, I have been um, on the Grand Blank School Board, um, appointed treasurer as well on the Grand Blank Board of Education, so I have run and served on that um, office, as well as running for state senate, and came up a little short on that. Um, I am running for Genesee County Clerk Register because I have a, a zeal for public service. It is something that um, I truly believe is important to serve the constituents within the area that you reside. And um, it is it's so important that, you know, the Genesee County Clerk Register should provide accountability and integrity and trust to the citizens that they serve. And not seeing that really done currently, I thought it's important to step up and, and bring accountability and integrity to the office of Genesee County Clerk Register, and that is why I'm running, to bring a fresh approach to the office. 
Now, it's not just campaigning that's going to be different under COVID-19, but, but actually uh, voting is going to be very different as, uh, as well. Um, how do you feel about the, uh, the changes in Michigan's law with regard to uh, early voting or no reason absentee uh, voting, as we call it here in Michigan, um, and, and, you know, the, the recent efforts to encourage people to take advantage of that and vote by mail? How, 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 do you support well, that? Support. Are you a fan of yes. that? I, I do support it because we really want to ensure that the election, election process remains fair and equitable to all citizens um, in our state of Mich- Michigan, and especially in Genesee County. We need to protect our democracy. So as of April 20th, um, it has allowed 19 states to enact automatic voter registration and approved through Prop 3 back in November of 2018. So the voting policy in Michigan as it stands today is allowing voters more access to submit their votes so that they can, again, vote for who they would like to vote for and ensuring that the election process within our county remains fair and accessible to every voter and every citizen within our county. So I am a supporter of absentee ballots, um, registering to vote by mail and and voting and registering in person still. Um, Voting at the polls on Election Day is something that I also support. Um, Automatic voter registration is also included under Proposal 3, which I support um, having that straight ticket voting option and um, making sure that, you know, all votes are counted is extremely important to our democracy. And the, the office, of course, uh, the Office of uh, County Clerk and Register of Deeds was merged some years ago. And um, it may, I'm trying to figure out how to ask this without, you know, um, in a way that's really sensitive, but what do you bring to the table in those areas? What is your background um, that makes you think you'd be able to? Uh... Sure. sure. I have um, a master's of public administration and a bachelor's of psychology and social work um, from Central Michigan University. I have wonderful experience through my work in Genesee County. I have been a director of residential at Whaley Children's Center during the water crisis and then um, transitioning to the Flint and Genesee Chamber of Commerce and worked under the Shared Services Department to help engage um, entities, municipalities, and citizens to work together to help mitigate the effects of the lead. Um, during that time, I then transitioned to government contracting at the Flint and Genesee Chamber of Commerce. And through my experiences and my education, um, making sure that this role um, that oversees the vital statistics, the elections, and the Seventh Circuit Court responsibilities for collecting, you know, and pertaining to fines and costs and other things is crucial, making sure that the person elected, which is the custodian of legal documents, is a great example of a le- ethical behavior 
is extremely important in this role. So that's what I bring to the role is, um, you know, a wonderful experience that is attentive to the, the needs and the importances of the responsibilities for the Genesee County, County Clerk Register. More with Renee Watson, candidate for Genesee County Clerk, straight ahead. Everybody's doing a brand new dance now. Hi, this is Mark Farner, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. I'm Julie Lopez with Crime Stoppers. Have you ever wondered what to do if you have information about a crime or the whereabouts of a felony fugitive and you want the police to know but you need to remain anonymous? Well, here's what you can do. You can go to p3tips.com or download the mobile app. You can go to Crime Stoppers of Flint and Genesee County's Facebook page and click on the Leave an Anonymous Tip tab, or you can call 1-800-422-JAIL. All methods are anonymous, and if your help leads to a felony arrest, you may be eligible for a cash reward. Remember, your voice matters. Hi, I'm Dr. Jonay Caldoun. We know that COVID-19 is spreading rapidly across Michigan right now. The most important thing people can do to protect themselves is social distancing. That means unless you are a critical infrastructure worker or going out to get food or medicine for your home, you should be staying at home. Stay home, stay safe, save lives. Most of the music you hear on the Tom Sumner program is provided by local artists. Tune in Fridays at 11 for live music and conversation with some of the area's most talented singers, songwriters, and performers. Hi, this is Greg Nagy. Hey, this is Hoppa. Hi, this is Joe Bai from the Blue Lions. Hi, this is Alexander Zonjic. Hi, this is Mark Farner. This is Maurice Davis. Hi, this is Rochelle Ray. Hi there, folks. This is Sweet Willie T. This is Steve from the Nashville office. I'm Gwen Pennyman Hemphill. Tom Sumner Program, celebrating the rich talent pool from Flint, Genesee County, and throughout Michigan. In just a little while, you folks are going to have the pleasure not only hearing the songs of the star of the program and all, but you're also going to have the pleasure of hearing and watching and seeing in person the gentlemen and ladies who have been supplying the fine mu- music behind the curtain this evening. It's a wonderful orchestra. I love to hear them play. But and while you would possibly never even consider counting how many piece- pieces there are in the band, it so happens there are about, I think, 26, 27 members of the orchestra, the stage orchestra here. The only thing is they used to play in Hollywood. And when they were there in Hollywood, California, there were a 65-piece orchestra. And when they were hired by the International Hotel to come here and play, they all got on a a bus, all 65 of them with their instruments and everything, and headed out for Las Vegas. The only thing was, when they crossed the Nevada state line, they had fruit inspection, and this is all slack. Here are some most happy fellas, the four lads for four. 
This is Jill Stein, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. More with Renee Watson, candidate for Genesee County Clerk, straight ahead. You know, it's very tough uh, for a candidate to take on an incumbent uh, in a primary, especially in, in, in these times. I mean, it's, it's tough in the best of times, but with um, the problems that we have with uh, the... Um, pandemic going on uh making it harder to campaign and and of course uh genesee county is a funny place um there are challenges uh in in several offices uh in the primary this year that there typically is not is there is there something afoot renee that you're a part of that that is um clamoring for change you know, not necessarily change, um, maybe change in a way of more communication, the ability to let voters know exactly what their fundamental rights are and that they should have equal opportunity to exercise that right. That's very important. So getting the word out, um, also developing a rapport with current clerks within Genesee County is also something that I will focus on. Um, making sure that all procedures that are performed within the role and especially um, ensuring that the conduct of the elections is secure is something that I will bring to the role. Um, Following things, the Michigan Constitution is so important because it will be my duty to preserve the purity of the elections, um, to preserve the secrecy of the ballot, and to guard against any type of abuses within the role that may occur. So that is why I'm rolling, uh, running for this position and why it's so important and why I'm passionate about you know, making sure that once I am in office that that is followed through. But again, it's, it's, a, um, it's an uphill climb to take on a, a, an incumbent, especially one who's run multiple times uh, basically unopposed and then to be doing it at a time when it's harder to campaign and it's harder to get out in front of people. Um, Well, I think it's time for a fresh approach. You know, we've seen um, what the other candidate, um, who's also running for this position in the primary, who currently since the office, um, has definitely shown, and anyone can Google him and, and find out exactly, you know, his history. But I'm running on what I can do within the office and what I will bring to the office. Um, And that is, it's time. It's time for a fresh approach. It's time to be able to work um, within those within the office of Genesee County Clerk, Register of Deeds, work effectively, and also build a better rapport with the current clerks within Genesee County. That's what I'll bring differently. 
it's it's interesting that you say build a better rapport with the uh, existing clerks uh, and clerks in the various uh, cities, towns, and and townships throughout Genesee County. It, there's been uh, a great deal uh, of animosity between uh, the Flint City clerk and the the current incumbent. Uh, county clerk uh, john gleason um do you think that's uh, that that those um that that animosity has been misplaced well i'd rather not comment on the relationship that they have or any type of animosity that they may um, have of course that is something that you have stated and and others have talked about, whether it's, you know, face-to-face and having just simple conversations or within the news media. And and when you're within that that role, within the clerk and register of deeds role, it is so important to have, you know, develop the relationships with other clerks in order to have effective solutions and have those appropriate ethical behaviors in order to get the job done for those within Genesee County. So all of the noise that happens, um, that has happened and currently happening with relationships or things that may have done in the past, that is something that we need to overcome overcome with, within Genesee County. Um, it may have been um, a black eye in the past, but I think that, you know, through electing someone that would offer that a fresh approach, that is something that a, a bridge could develop and be built, and it should because, again, we're working for the citizens in a nonpartisan way, and we need to be able to develop those relationships to effectively meet the needs and make sure that every citizen, again, is heard um, in Genesee County, and that's why I'm running. In, um, and, and I don't want to dwell on this too much, um, Renee, but it is sort of the, uh, the elephant in the room. The, um, the incumbent clerk, John Gleason, has also been very litigious with regard to uh, trying to establish the budget for, um, for both uh, parts of his office, both the county clerk and for the uh, the register part of it and the uh, legal documents side of it, um, often challenging the uh, fees being charged for copies, and, and I'm trying to think of a couple of other specific examples. And you sort of hinted at the volume of those challenges maybe being inappropriate. Do you think uh, that those things, um, when there are issues about budget, about pricing, maybe even about um, state law with regard to uh, elections and and, uh, deadlines and and different aspects, uh, uh, petitions and and so on, Um, any oversight that there might be by the the county clerk. Do you think those those can be done in a way that that aren't so public? You know, we should at least try because one thing that I have experience with is collaborating, working together with those to find a common ground, working to identify challenges quickly and solving those in a responsible way. 
um, in in a way that provides accountability um, to the voters that voted that person within office. They expect that person to make sure that, you know, when they do get into office, they can quickly identify solutions and challenges that may be facing and be able to work with those in an effective and fair way to resolve those issues. And, and some um, individuals will go at it one way, and, and I choose to go at it a different way. I'll take a different approach because that is not my nature in order to, you know, have that fight-or-flight feeling. It is it is important and critical that we ensure, again, that that everything that the office holds, whether it's vital statistics, elections, working with the Board of Commissioners or the Seventh Circuit Court, we do it in a way that's effective in committing ourselves to find solutions to improve our current systems and providing those effective leadership that voters in Genesee County need from us. So when they vote us in, that's what they're looking for. So you would you would have people uh, know that you um, advocate at, at the very least a different management style. Absolutely, yes. Do you think we're going to see um, a, a rise in in voter participation through direct mail voting? Is that the answer we've been looking for to get more people to participate these last several years? You know, I think it could be a start. It's definitely something that I feel is is a positive direction for our democracy. Of course, it's important to also communicate um, and take action to demystify the voting process. I think that is something that our citizens within Genesee County um, need from the clerk register. And uh, so that's my intention while in office, of course, we have a, a very um, different type of election coming up because we do have the ability to vote more absentee ballots um, and, of course, in person. But there also needs to be some safe measures in place. So, you know, communicating that to the public is important, and it, it should be the role with, within the office to make sure that every voter understands how that process works and be thorough within that communication. There was uh, an election held back in May uh, that that not all uh, uh, municipalities within the county participated in. In fact, there were just a, a handful of elections in Genesee County and, and in other counties around the state. I remember uh, uh, talking with um, Secretary of State Jocelyn Benson uh, on Election Day back in May. And there were still people going to the polls, but they had been encouraged. Most of these uh, elections were done by mail-in only. And they showed 26% participation, which is a huge increase over what kind of participation we typically see in a May election. These are the the elections for uh, school bond proposals and... and, um, millages uh, for communities, fire departments, and things. Um, usually not, not big statewide issues and not even countywide issues. And yet 26% turned out. Um, 
do you think we're going to see a big turnout in uh, in August because of people's ability to vote by mail? That it's just more convenient for a lot of people. You know, Tom, I really do. I I think that pattern will will continue on to this election in the primary, and then again in the general election. But having and keeping polling places open is very important um, to still communicate that people can vote in person with safety measures in place and make sure that we have those in place. Um, So, yes, I I think that there will continue to be an upcrease um, in the amount of voting that occurs, whether absentee probably will continue to climb. I'll be interested in actually seeing the numbers, but do I, I do anticipate that there will be an increase in voting, yes. And that, that increase in voting, is that, um, the, do you have any sense for whether or not that creates an advantage for uh, the incumbent versus a challenger? You know, not necessarily. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm not sure if it increases or decreases um, the advantage. I think that, you know, running on your past experience is also a plus. Things that you have done within the office itself um, could actually deter voters away to maybe looking at um, another candidate that's running. I think that's a plus. So being able to have choices this time around for the Genesee County Clerk Register is a plus. So getting your name out there, um, becoming um, known within every household within Genesee County, and encouraging voting, um, whether it's in person or absentee, is is uh, crucial this time around. So I don't think that it will, you know, add or, you know, delete from the actual process um, come primary or general election. And do you think we'll be looking at the same kinds of issues uh, in November as well? You know, I think the biggest issue that we're going to be facing is making sure that our our polling locations are, are safe, providing enough staff and providing personal protection equipment to those workers at the polls and making sure that the process is safe, Um, making sure that there are resources allocated to help fund the elections nationwide and especially in our area will be um, definitely um, something to consider and look closer at, but that is going to be the greatest need. Because of the, the volume of absentee ballots, that that will be turned in, especially if there are the kinds of increases that you and I are talking about. Um, that's going to create a, a lot of um, additional work for area clerks. Um, should they be allowed to start counting and processing those things uh, earlier because of the volume as they come in? Well, of course, um, I'll leave that up to the state to decide, and and the clerk will then follow um, whatever is discussed and decided. But, you know, whether that's the case or not, I anticipate the clerks will be very busy um, in Genesee County and across the nation on Election Day. So, But every ballot needs to be counted. That's what's important, Uh, making sure that every ballot's counted, 
every vote is, um, you know, categorized and we know exactly what's going on within the clerk's office in regards to voting I think is very important. Um, so, yes, um, that is something we have wait to hear what will happen on that, but I will support whatever's decided. You know, we've been, uh, we haven't run into this yet in uh, Michigan so much, but very famously, uh, the Iowa caucuses uh, took forever to get the returns back. Um, is 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 that going to be uh, a concern? Do you have any thoughts on um ensuring we've gotten kind of spoiled uh, you know we usually know the results by the 11 o'clock news on election day um are we going to start seeing delays if there's uh, a lot more paper to process you know i thought of that as well and um i don't anticipate seeing much delay at least you know as long as you have the the staff to fulfill the requirements on voting day making sure that every vote counts um, of course, you know, once the decision is made, um, that is, that's the decision, of, you know, depending on, you know, the outcome of how close an election is. But I think greater transparency is key, making sure that um, public are, are aware of any voting changes, um, maybe providing additional polling resources and any data to the voters. Um, so... I hope not. I don't anticipate seeing anything like that. But again, without the support of the U.S. Senate passing the HEROES Act, which will help allocate $3.6 billion in funding to elections, that will help provide additional resources on voting day. We've been talking about the impact of uh, the pandemic on, on voting and on campaigning. Um, but what about technology and the role that technology is playing and, and that continues to evolve in the election process? Um, do you think we should always have a paper trail for voting? I'm a supporter of having paper voting and then also making sure there are technology, um, the infrastructures are safe and secure, and then they're implemented in a very timely manner. So, you know, the technology that we have to administer the voting process um, is, is key. So developing procedures in place to perform, maybe conduct of the elections through a procedural audit that is, you know, stated within the Michigan Constitution that that, that should occur, I think that is key having those reviews, the procedures performed both before, during, and after the election will be so important. So the procedural audits is something that I really support, whether it's paper ballot, um, technology, any way that we can, you know, have it easy for the voter to vote. Um, is very, very critical. Well, some people are beginning to imagine a time when people could literally just, uh, you know, vote online and everything would be recorded electronically. And if something happened with that system, if it crashed and there was no, you know, paper ballot backup to the process, um, that 
that could be a problem going forward that uh, um, it definitely could be a problem I think it's important that all clerks you know offer their feedback and have some input in the process in order to communicate what those challenges are what their needs may be um, so having that dialogue that open dialogue making sure that again all elections are fair and equitable and that's the key in order to protect our democracy because as as it stands now whether people mail in a ballot or fill out a ballot at a polling location there's a paper ballot and that may be fed into a machine and tabulated electronically and the results put into spreadsheets and all kinds of fun stuff but um if there's a problem if there's a breakdown if there's a hack um, you know those those paper ballots can be pulled out and and voted yeah. by hand. Um, so I, I, I guess I'm I'm just wondering if if you would be uh, you know dedicated to preserving that part of the the process, or if you trust in technology to eventually be secure enough to well, record everything electronically. Yes, paper ballots, in my opinion, are the safest way. Um, having that secure, safe ballot, um, whether it's paper, that would just be the most secure way. And then, of course, we have a technology that we use um, voter machines. So as long as, and I would ensure within Genesee County, working with other clerks within the county to ensure the safety and security of all voting. Um, paper ballot, yes, if that's what we need to implement in order to ensure that the voting is safe and secure, that's what we do. Yes, absolutely. Um, Renee, I, as, as we get close to the end of our, our time, I always want to make sure that um, people listening can find out more about you and about what we've been talking about in your campaign and so on. Do you have a website? I do. Thanks, Tom. Um, and again, I appreciate the time that everyone's taking to listen to this, um, listen to my message. And if anyone like would like to reach out, they may contact me. Um, find me on my website. It's www.renee, the number four, geneseecountyclerk.com. That's renee for geneseecountyclerk.com. You may... Um, Look at my website, um, take a look at um, who I am and, and what I'm running for, what I believe in, and why I'm running. And if you have any questions, please um, don't hesitate to reach out to me. Well, Renee Watson has been a guest on the uh, the show before. She is uh, running in the August primary um, and uh, for uh, Genesee County Clerk. There are two Democrats, the incumbent and, of course, the challenger, Renee Watson. Renee, I wish you the best of luck. It's uh, it's it's always tough going up against an incumbent in a primary, uh, like I said earlier, even under the best of circumstances. But it's it's tough to have a campaign when you can't knock on doors and march in parades. Absolutely, and I do have a lot of support right now, so I'm thankful for that. Um, I have been recently endorsed, so, you know, it takes it takes a team in order to get the name out. And uh, when you believe in something so great, 
um, you work tirelessly on that effort, and that's what I'm doing. And, again, I appreciate the support that anyone will offer, including the team that I have with me right now, um, helping me to get my name out there in order to win on August 4th. And I ask for everyone's vote. And I thank you very much, Tom, for the time. Okay. And with that, we'll have more of the Tom Sumner program straight ahead. Hello there, citizens. Darkwing Duck here. And every time I'm in Flint fighting crime, I always stop by the Tom Sumner program. Don't forget, stay dangerous. Darkwing Duck out. The Tom Sumner Program plays host to the best political roundtable on radio every Wednesday from 10 a.m. to noon. Armchair Politics features great commentary and analysis about the headlines from local, state, and national politics with an alumni of world-class pundits, plus quotes, tweets, and those weird and wacky stories we call The X-Files. If it's Wednesday, catch Armchair Politics on the Tom Sumner Program. Do you have feelings of inadequacy? Do you suffer from shyness? Do you sometimes wish you were more assertive? If you answered yes to any of these questions, ask your doctor or pharmacist about tequila. Tequila is the safe, natural way to feel better and more confident about yourself and your actions. Tequila can help ease you out of your shyness and let you tell the world that you're ready and willing to do just about anything. You'll notice the benefits of tequila almost immediately. And with a regimen of regular doses, you can overcome any obstacles that prevent you from living the life you want to live. Shyness and awkwardness will be a thing of the past, and you'll discover many talents you never knew you had. Stop hiding and Start living with tequila. Tequila may not be right for everyone. Women who are pregnant or nursing should not use tequila. However, women who wouldn't mind nursing or becoming pregnant are encouraged to try it. Side effects may include dizziness, nausea, vomiting, incarceration, erotic lustfulness, loss of motor control, loss of clothing, loss of money, loss of virginity, delusions of grandeur, table dancing, headache, dehydration, dry mouth, and a desire to sing karaoke and play all night rounds of strip poker, truth or dare, and naked twister. Warning, the consumption of alcohol may make you think you're whispering when you're not. It's a major factor in dancing like a retard. may cause you to tell your friends over and over again that you're in love with them. Also may cause you to think you can sing. Alcohol may lead you to believe that ex-lovers are really dying for you to telephone them at four in the morning. Alcohol may make you think you can logically converse with members of the opposite sex without spitting. It may create the illusion that you are tougher, smarter, faster, and better looking than most people. And it may lead you to think people are laughing with you. Alcohol may cause pregnancy. And it also may be a major factor in getting your ass kicked. So what are you waiting for? Stop hiding and start living with tequila. Those hands, no matter whose they are, can spread the germs of many common diseases. That's why I want you to realize how important it is to keep hands clean, to wash them regularly and always before meals with Life Boy, which not only removes dirt, but helps to remove germs. Teach the children this habit. Form it yourself. Always use Life Boy for hands and face as well as the back. America, your children have an amazing superpower. That's right. They can help save lives by simply washing their hands. Just 20 seconds of thorough hand washing after they've coughed or sneezed or been outside can help fight against the dastardly spread of germs. Armed with only soap and water and hands, your superhero can protect you, your family, and everyone out there in America land. Amazing! Find out more at coronavirus.gov. A message from the CDC and the Ad Council. The interest of goodwill. 
The Hoffman Beverage Company feels compelled to make this announcement. It's simply this. All Hoffman flavors have that happy taste, except sarsaparilla. We might as well come right out with it. We haven't quite hit that happy, carefree note in sarsaparilla. Now, please don't misunderstand us. Our Hoffman sarsaparilla is absolutely dependable. It's trustworthy. It's loyal. And many fine, upstanding citizens love it. But it just isn't what we call happy. You take our Hoffman orange. It's absolutely rollicking. Our lemon is almost giggly. Our black cherry and black raspberry are so bubbling with happiness, they dance in the glass. They all have natural flavor and famous Hoffman steady sparkle. We're sorry about Hoffman sarsaparilla. Why isn't it happy? Well, let me ask you. Could you be happy if you're This is U.S. Senator Gary Peters, and you're listening to the Tom Sumner Program. Welcome to this presentation of the Comedy Spotlight on the Tom Sumner Program. gentlemen, we've been waiting in the anteroom of uh, Dr. Haldanish's psychiatric office. In a few moments, uh, Dr. Haldanish will release his last patient. Uh, we've asked for him to give us this hour to discuss with him his new methods in treating psychotic patients. Oh, the door is just opening now, and the patient is just leaving. And we're going into Dr. Haldanish's office. Now, the patient... That was the patient leaving... No, I don't want that nut in here again. You hear me? I don't want her in here for any money, for anything. I don't want that lady in here again. Excuse me, who are you? Uh, doctor, I, I, do you have an appointment? Yes, I do. I am paying for this hour in order to interview you. Oh, oh are you uh, from the, uh, the, the presses? Yes. Oh, how, are the how jolly you are, must be. Yeah. <laughs> sir, sir, Dr. Haldanish, you yeah. just told your nurse not to allow your patient back. Uh, that is yes, not... I can't take it. I can't. I'm... What do you she mean? spoke filthy. Phil, you hear me? Just a moment. Phil, on my my house and my... Just a moment. You are are a psychiatrist. That's right, accredited. Yes, what school... I'm not a doctor, I'm accredited. Meaning what? I mean that uh, certain people have said you're you're accredited. You are all right. But you are a doctor. No, not in the the legal sense. Well, you have the word D... Oh, it's not doctor. No. D-C-R. Yes, it's... Docker. Docker. It's very close. (laughs) (laughs) You know... You don't look close, I'm a doctor. Well, Dr. Dr. Haldanish, you are treating, you are treating uh, people who are in need of psychiatric yes. help. I lift their hopes, I turn their spirit. I'd like to get back to this yes. poor girl who went screaming from your office. Well, she's filthy and dirty. Well, what is her problem? And I nearly called a policeman in here to hit her and arrest her. Why do I have to hear that junk? Do you have any people who have real problems? A few. I My friends, that girl that seems girl like... That girl is sick. How long is she been? Well, you some nuts. But that's crazy. crazy. She's crazy. For <laughs> God's sake, that girl is crazy. Have I you ever cured anybody of anything? Twice. Who? <laughs> Once a fellow who loved his dog. So, what was his problem? A fellow, Arnold. And most people love their dogs. Arnold. No, but uh, never mind. He really loves <laughs> And uh, there was a lady by niece. And what was her problem? Niece. She just would sit around the house and tear paper. So uh, you cured both of these. How did you cure the dog lover? What technique did you use? The dog lover, I said, hey, you can't do that. What are you Oh, yeah, let's get on to the... I woke him up. I, yeah. I opened his eyes. And Bernice... 
Boy, nice I just stop it from carrying paper. Nice guy like just sitting out that paper. And did she stop? Go out and meet people and go to a party, go to a social function. Don't sit in that paper. Yeah. Did you cure her? Yes, I cured her. Just telling her not to tear paper. Well, no, if you bats her slapping the hand. Don't that. That's that. You mean that? Don't that. Well, that would necessitate your being with her at all times. Well, I lived with her for a while. <laughs> As a critic, as a viewer, as an I, onlooker. I see. Oh. One, one last question. That filthy woman comes back again. With yes. with father. I swear I'm calling a police. Well, sir, I, I'm sorry we don't have much time. I'm not much a violent time. man. I'm sorry we don't have much more time, but if you had your way, she sir. She was kissing her father in the dream. Oh, is that the dream? Kissing her father in the dream. Well, you want to hear Well, things? many oh. daughters. I have a daughter, and I kiss my daughter in real life. We kiss each other. Uh, nice talking to you. Goodbye. <laughs> This was another comedy spotlight on the Tom Sumner program. Welcome back, everybody. Coming up at the top of the hour, I'm going to be talking with uh, cultural anthropologist um, Michael Barron, who has uh, written a book called Subtle Acts of Exclusion. And uh, we're going to talk about uh, that and uh, uh, so on coming up in the uh, next hour. But uh, if you'll permit me a few minutes until we uh, get to the top of the hour in that interview with Michael, to reminisce a little bit, that was the theme from the Dick Van Dyke show, uh, which uh, was actually created by uh, Carl Reiner, and we heard Carl Reiner and Mel Brooks in the Comedy Spotlight, the the team that, that won a Grammy for a comedy album because of the 2,000-year-old man, which is quite a lengthy piece, so I, haven't, uh, I don't have time today to squeeze that all in, um, but I... Uh, We'll probably try and squeeze a little bit more in because I just found out. I, I basically got an email, and I've confirmed it with a couple of other sources, that Carl Reiner passed away last night of natural causes at age 98. He was probably, I think, if I if I really had to be held to a favorite interview, it would have to be the one I did with Carl Reiner uh, six or seven years ago. Um, got to spend an entire hour talking with Carl Reiner. And for somebody who grew up with the Dick Van Dyke show and, uh, you know, reruns and specials about the old Sid Caesar show and all of the different projects that uh, um, 
Carl Reiner had been involved in uh, directing the movie Oh God with John Denver and George Burns, and he's uh, Rob Reiner's dad. And, you know, the interview that I did with him, and, and I probably will play that uh, this week, quite quite possibly Thursday, and we'll, we'll do a remembering Carl Reiner in his own words. But I just wanted to point out a couple of things about the interview I did with him uh, those, those few years ago. He was, for one, he was still working. And um, he admonished me a little bit. I was trying to squeeze in some of his different accolades and awards that he had won over the years. And I missed the Mark Twain Award, and he admonished me for that. He, <laughs> he said I made him feel bad because that's his favorite one. And, um, but he, it was interesting. He, he had written a book called I Remember Me. And as much as I wanted to talk about Carl Reiner, Carl Reiner wanted to talk about everybody else. He talked about Mel Brooks and, and how funny he was. Um, he talked about uh, some of Rob Reiner's friends and, and associates. One of Rob Reiner's movies, which he, The Princess Bride, which he just... Uh, um, you know, was was just crazy about that movie, and we talked about that at length. He talked about his his father, who was an immigrant and a watchmaker, who b built from scratch his own violin, taught himself to play from books, and entered a local uh, uh, community symphony, um, and 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 drilled and filled his own tooth. And and uh, we talked about that. And anyway, it was just uh, very interesting. He was um, warm and, and charming. He told uh, the uh, story of Mel Brooks getting Carl Reiner to teach him how to have a French accent. Carl Reiner actually had spoken French and done some interpreting during the war, the World War II, that is. And... Um, so he was trying to teach Mel Brooks how to speak with an accent, and he would point to a part of his body, you know, this is the nose, this is the ear, and he would say it in the accent and try and get Mel Brooks to repeat it. And then he pointed toward his eye and said, this is the eye. And, and uh, Mel Brooks said, that's not the eye. And he stuck his finger in his own eye and actually touched his eyeball and said, this is the eye. And he said, that's how hard Mel Brooks would would work to get a laugh. One person in the room, and he was still being a comedian. Uh, but Carl Reiner inspired so many people. Um, the, the book that I mentioned, I Remember Me, in the opening of the book, it's, it's just pages and pages of people uh, talking about how great... Uh, Carl Reiner was, you know, and praising the book, and and they were people like Robin Williams and Jerry Seinfeld and Dick Van Dyke and all these everybody you ever laughed at in the 20th century. Uh, Steve Martin. I mean, the list must have been a hundred of of the greatest comedians of the 20th century um, signed off on that on that book. But he was still. He was still working, you know, he was 98 years old, and when I interviewed him, he was over 90, I think he was 91 or 2, when I did the interview with him, and uh, 
he was working on another book and he was doing guest appearances and recurring roles on television shows he'd been in the in the movies the the reboot of the ocean 11 movie and uh, the subsequent sequels um, anyway just a, a phenomenal man and uh, he will he will definitely be missed and the likes of him will be missed uh, he's what uh, he's at the epicenter of what Cindy Williams reminded me was mirth um, anyway rest in peace Carl Reiner and we'll we'll do more on that later in the week but just wanted to mention that um, and thank you for indulging me we're going to take a short break for top of the hour ID and we'll be back with cultural anthropology. Hi I'm Alexander Zanjic don't touch that dial you're listening to Tom Sumner <laughs> 